0: This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Ladies and gentlemen, Over the last two, two shows, Billy and I have managed to piss off almost everybody in the world. Um, <laughs> and Billy, of course, just does it by his mere presence. I'm furious all the time, anytime I'm around him, as are the rest of the staff here at The Blaze. Well, there you go. But, so last week we had our um, drug legalization discussion and uh maybe it's, it's not over it's no, not it's over no it's not even close to it. in fact we're having we're we're planning to have a debate this afternoon uh hosting a debate uh, with a couple folks as well um let me adjust my microphone here for a second all right uh hosting a hopefully a debate uh, later in the show uh uh between a, a pro pot and an anti pot person a fierce a, debate a fierce hopefully fierce, hopefully debate. fierce. i'm hoping for gunplay actually so Billy comes out last week, and Billy is Billy's a very patient and fairly kind person. But when the discussion of drug legalization, especially marijuana legalization, comes up, he sees red, and it is unbelievable because he's so anti-drug legalization. Now, I lean toward Billy's side of the argument. That doesn't mean I'm full-fledged on his side, but I do lean toward his side on the Well, argument. it's the
1: intelligent smart side well, of the argument, of course, naturally, obviously.
0: But Billy, and and again, I don't know if this is because the pro pot people are so much more passionate than the keep it illegal crowd. But Billy, I mean, it is though someone had set the world on fire. <laughs> and I, the it's, hatred it's pure and unadulterated out of the world work. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> So, um, we're going to have a first and, and then two weeks ago we did a show and we talked about bullying and I came out and I could not believe Oh, you people, were, you lost that one. I'm okay, sorry. Now, wait, now how many people came out of the world of accusing me of being pro bullying? It had nothing to do with that, but we can discuss well, that you later. Know, a spades a spade. <laughs> but I want to talk to you, Billy. I want you to tell the world about your week that you've had since coming out against marijuana well, legalization. <laughs> part
1: of it. Part of the problem is that I can't stop spewing out of my – it's like – I can't stop myself. I keep continue to talk about it. And people like Mike Opelka capitalize on it by having oh, yeah. me on other radio shows <laughs> to have me continue talking about it. Um, and so every time I think I'm, I'm done talking about how much I don't think marijuana should be legalized,
0: <laughs> I'm invited on some other show. And so no, I, didn't get I
1: was to, on a show this week I didn't get with to hear, Mike.
0: I didn't get to hear the the show with Mike. Tell me what 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 happened. I just
1: unleashed. I mean, I oh, at no. one point, I think I said... If libertarians had their way and, and things were brought to a libertarian extreme, we'd have no laws at all. <laughs> I, that actually came out of my mouth <laughs> on a nationwide radio network. Oh. Um, but, I mean, it is true. If, liber- if libertarianism were taken, and I think libertarian listen, I don't have anything against libertarians. And I think, in fact, I agree with a lot well, of that's the sentiment. Not, that's but, not true. But, well, listen, if it's taken to the extreme, and thats I kept reminding people who were angry that I said that on Twitter, I said extreme then there really are no laws because there's no point. Well,
0: but I don't think that that's true. I mean, like the Matt Kibbe types would say, don't hurt other people and don't take their stuff.
1: But but drugs hurt other people. And this goes back to my whole argument from last week. Right so, so they lose again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go again. I can, it's like, I can't stop. On Twitter, I can't stop on go radio. To, go to
0: twitter.com slash Billy Hollowell and just unleash fury on him because the more <laughs> miserable he is, the happier I am. It's that you know the rising tide lifts all boats. Billy's rising misery lifts no, my all. My wife is boats. like
1: rolling her eyes at me at this point cuz she hears me ranting to like the, I'm standing in the corner talking to myself about marijuana legalization
0: <laughs> in our house.
1: Back and forth, um, back and
0: forth, red rum, red rum. Red <laughs> <laughs> what
1: do you think where do you think uh, the Blaze editors stand on marijuana legalization, oh, I, particularly I, I, those in Texas?
0: I, you know what? I here's what here's what I think. I think they'll all claim to not be really supportive of it, but they're all potheads. That's what I think. <laughs>
1: Although we already know from past admissions that John Seidel, Scott Baker, me, and I think others, I think a few other people have actually never even tried. Pot. I've never tried it. Oh yeah, I forgot Seid- you're not a pothead either. Seidel-, well, just-
0: Seidel can claim anything he wants, but I can guarantee that man has experimented with everything. I just, I like, just like know it in, in my bones. <laughs> there's not, there's nothing
1: that that man has not tried. I actually picture John never tried. I can't even, I don't even want to get into what I think John would be like on the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. You know what? Let's try. <clears throat> what about Jason Howerton?
0: Let's, ha- like, you know what? Let's let's call Howerton. Maybe we should do a poll real quick. See, start sending me phone numbers of people and I'll start calling them and we'll do a little poll here. We'll start with Howerton. Um, let's start with Howerton. I want to
1: hear his, his um, Texan accent describe where he stands. He's on, not even Texan,
0: is he? Yeah, he is. Is he from Texas? Like yes originally? Of course he's from Texas. He doesn't have the <clears throat> twang really.
1: I hear it. I don't know why you don't. Let's let the listeners decide. All I hear do, when, do, when do, he speaks, do, all I hear do.
0: is <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Come on, Howardson, pick up. Hello. <laughs> what we... Hi, this
2: is Jason Howardson?
0: Hello, Howardson. Is this Jason Howerton? Hello. I hate I hate you. Hey, <laughs> it's Chris and Billy we're recording right now. Is that okay? Oh
3: yeah, are you recording me against my will before you even told me?
0: Well I, no, we're, we're, we're notifying you. you. We now. can go back and delete it. Delete it if we have to.
3: I'm not deleting anything.
0: No. Shut up, Billy. No, that's
3: <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's
0: fine. So We're discussing we're discussing um. Uh, marijuana legalization and Billy sees red all the time. And that, now we're discussing, I see a lot of different colors. He when said, we talk he about said, where do you think, where do you think that the blaze people stand? The blaze edit team stands on the pot stuff. And I said, I bet to a person that almost all of them will say it should stay legal, but they're all potheads. What's your take? Um,
3: well, first of all, I want to hear w- w- really quickly recap for me. What is, your, what is your, what is Billy's take?
0: Billy um, Billy thinks everything should be illegal all the time I think that... and and that there should it should be a death penalty. <laughs> he, he believes in capital punishment for you death know penalty for one for, joint. for possession. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah,
1: no. Here you know what? I honestly do not think we should legalize marijuana or any or any other drug for that matter. But I am Perfectly open to a discussion about not, you know, putting people in prison for longer than you put a rapist in prison because they've been caught with, you know, with marijuana. So I think there's a middle ground. We don't legalize it, but maybe we 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 reform the system a little bit. But I am I am adamantly about, radically just, rapidly opposed
3: to legalization. You just literally just gave me the perfect lead-in. That was great. Now now I've got a perfect bridge to lead into what I'm about to tell you because uh, I'm right, obviously. Um, but what. <laughs> What I would say is we have, I don't think anybody would argue we have an overpopulated, uh, overly expensive prison system. So why do we want to continue to uh, put people for minor drug possessions, like I'm talking about marijuana, I'm not talking about heroin and and those kind of hardcore dealers, but we're talking about marijuana offenses why not make those citation offenses, keep them out of jail? They can still be, uh, prosecuted under the law, but you know, if if somebody's walking down the street with a joint, um, it's a nonviolent offense, he doesn't have a a criminal history. Why would we want to put him in jail? Why not keep those people out of jail? And then if I'm, if I'm in a utopian society and I get to decide what, what we get to do with the money that we're going to save, from not uh, housing all of these drug offenders, which are make up the majority of, of people in jail, well, then we can use that money uh, to put back into programs that actually need it, uh, whether it's you know addressing homelessness um, and, and stuff like that. And then the second point I would make is that there should be some kind of aspect of rehabilitation if you're going to, uh, if especially if you're going to put them in jail, uh, drug offenders in jail. Um, just putting them in jail and then putting them back on the street—it's just a vicious cycle. They're just—they're going to go in and out of jail all the time. So why not at least try? It's not going to work. It probably, maybe even has a 10 to 20 percent success rate of keeping people clean. But why not try to make that part of uh, the sentencing? Saying, listen, part of part of what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go through a rehab program and, and try to get clean before, uh, and then maybe you don't have to send them to jail if they can complete you know, a rehab program like that. So
1: you so, would hold people accountable, though. You would. I mean, there'd be some accountability. Right. It wouldn't just be. Fr- it wouldn't be Colorado right now.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I, I don't think we've uh, we've even seen yet the, the consequences, the pros or cons uh, of such a thing. I've seen things, you know, where, you know, there's some tax revenue. Um, but I, when my wife went to Denver, this is the kind of what I was more worried about because I'm not a weed smoker. Uh, it doesn't necessarily bother me, but I don't want to be out in public with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so she said when she went to Denver for a conference, and it was like some there was some like event like Zombie Night or something, and everyone was out dressed as zombies, and everybody was high and smoking, and there was weed smoke in the air, and she was absolutely terrified. Mm-hmm. So like those kind of things, I'm like, you know, there has to be some kind of middle ground between that zombie weed smoking craziness and um complete um you know criminalization there has to be some middle ground there i I don't disagree with you
1: i don't disagree with you i don't although the whole revenue thing but the whole revenue thing how about we just balance our damn budget and stop overspending and that way we don't have to legalize people's vices to to pay our tax bills
0: (laughs) so it's a good
3: point and and why couldn't we why couldn't we make it um I think if you're going to legalize it, why not at least make it like uh, alcohol, and you can't smoke in public. You have to be in the safety of your own home. You can't be out in public. You can't drive, obviously. Uh, How about we just deport like
1: pot smokers? How about we deport them?
3: Well, that I mean, that's an idea. That's an idea. All of them. <laughs> so, Round them up and put them on a farm. I'm
0: kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Pot so, smokers. Okay, so a, a couple things. First, uh, Jason has way more thoughtful an answer than I expected. Um, so <laughs> why is that he's totally totally <laughs> throwing me off i expected him to some say something you know to have his opinion but like he actually gave a thoughtful response and doesn't he know jason aren't you aware that this is not a, a show for thoughtful responses He even brought up the homeless i know i don't i, I not, did, I another, did. Reason, another reason to hate howerton so compassionate <laughs> so i guess so let me, let me ask you let me ask you this and this is actually a serious question so the guy who's got you know a few joints in his pocket, you'd give a citation to the guy who's got a few joints in his pocket and is smoking, give a citation to. What about the drug dealer? Does he get jail time or is that citation too?
3: Yes. Uh, d- dealing, uh, dealing, I think is different uh, than uh, actual um, usage. If you, uh, if you have like extreme mouse in in your possession, um, but I think there could be a way. This is a little more tricky. But I, this is why I'm like kind of on the half, um, like I, I, if you, if you cut out the drug dealers and this is where I kind of start saying, you know, how close can we get to legalization without, you know, full legalization. But if you cut out the drug dealers, um, and you take out that criminal aspect out of it, I'm of the belief that people who like me, if you legalize weed today in Texas, I'm not going to start smoking weed because weed is, is legal. Um, and if, if somehow you could take the criminality out of it, uh, dangerous people like drug dealers, I mean, they might obviously stick with, with meth and heroin and some of the more hardcore stuff uh, that the police could keep going after. But can we make weed dealers um, obsolete somehow? Uh, I'd like to. Uh, I think that'd be a, a, a positive thing. That way you don't have dangerous people um, you know, on the street selling it. Uh, but the, this the dealer part of it is, is harder uh, than just the personal use because you even people who have personal use need a dealer. So it's like they're related, but I don't know. I can't see letting a dealer if he's got t- you know 10 pounds of weed off with the same citation as a guy who you know has a couple joints. So that, that's a tough one.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I, I guess you gotta and we're all about where we draw lines. So who draws lines in different places. But like if I've got 10 joints in my pocket, and I claim they're all for me, but then I start hand, and then I hand them out to a friend, give a friend half of them, and he doesn't give me any money for it. Am I not a dealer, or am I a dealer, or am I just a friend giving him a joint or two or three? Like where that's where where do the if if you're not making money off it, you're not a dealer, you're just a dispenser. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know where you draw where you draw the lines.
3: It's a good. I mean, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, and, and this this whole debate is really centered around, um, I think, the fear of um you know you hear stuff like like uh, gateway drug yeah uh this and that um here's what i'd say though if we're really going to talk about weed and try to get scientific about it i i've I've known people who who i know people now who smoke a a lot of weed and if we're looking at the actual evidence of of what um, is it wait 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 wait.
0: no wait before before you go any further you know somebody who smokes a lot is it sidle please tell me it's sidle well,
3: no, he's on this phone call. I don't want to. I don't want to out him. <laughs> but i will just say his name rhymes with silly.
0: <laughs> silly. That's an interesting choice of words. Uh, All right, Billy. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Billy and I have an ongoing inside joke about a whole bunch of things, and you just happen to tweak one of them. Sorry. So anyway, you have a you have a pothead friend. I do. I have,
3: I have plenty of pothead friends.
0: And I don't
3: see. And, and I from the evidence I've seen from what I've seen in real life. I don't see marijuana being um, necessarily. Uh, har- I mean, I think alcohol can be more harmful than than marijuana could be. Uh, people tend to get more violent when they drink. Uh, drunk driving. I mean, obviously, high driving is bad too. Uh, but drunk driving is is, is is an extremely problematic thing that we have going on uh, in the country. So, uh, I just want. I just want uh, there should be a more honest conversation because we we tend to lump. Weed with other drugs, um, and it's the kind of the easy way to get out of the conversation because right.
0: nobody wants to legalize uh, heroin. Well, That's uh, not but, necessarily true either, though. I mean, well, I don't know. Some like people are open. The pro pot legalized. argument. If you no, listen,
3: not, but you, those are the minority. I think there's a way bigger majority or way bigger percentage that want to legalize weed and not other drugs, as opposed to people who are just for straight legalization across the board. I
0: think. I think there's. I think there's. I think you're probably right. There's at least a plurality, if not a majority, of people who say. That their argument is pro pot they they draw the they would say that they draw the line on legality uh after pot and before coke and heroin. I say draw the line before pot you know uh but i I wonder how many of those people are actually telling the truth because did you watch that debate between Robert White and Jacob Solem on the radio show last week on Glenn show? i don 't think I did, so you know White was arguing, and I think this is one of the good arguments that the anti pot people have, and that is he said. He says, I I understand people bring up the alcohol thing. He says, that's immaterial. I mean, essentially, uh, this is my paraphrase, and and it works for me. That's immaterial to debate because alcohol is already illegal. We're not talking about making a legal. Amen. We're not talking about making a legal substance illegal. We're talking about making an illegal substance legal. And once you take the proverbial genie out of the bottle, you can't put it back. And so I think that that's why we have to, and what you said was spot on. We have to have an absolutely honest debate. And that's part of the problem is that there's been a lot of dishonesty in the debate on both sides, but largely from my point of view, from the pro pot side in that they want to talk about it's not really a gateway drug or it's not addictive or it's not this or it's not that. Well, you know what? I I can guarantee that almost all these people who are the pro pot side and saying things that are untrue about pot regardless of where you stand on it, you want an honest argument, have not have not dealt with homeless people and drug addicts in the way that I have. And, uh, the homeless people that I've worked with and the drug addicts that I've worked with, lots of them, to a person will say, it started with pot. I mean, for, for them in their lives. So I think that's important. But Solemn, who was, you know, going back to the debate that was on the radio last week on Glenn's show, he was talking about legalizing everything. Like, when you go to, the, you shouldn't have to go get a prescription from a doctor to go get pharmaceuticals. You know, making everything legal because he doesn't believe that there would be a horrible abuse of the, of these things, and it's not if it's not hurting other people, then you know, face the consequences of what happens to you personally. But I, my thing is, uh, make heroin legal. Heroin is automatically abused when it's used.
3: I I am so well
2: behaved.
1: That. I'm not saying anything. I'm being so well you behaved are, during this. So I don't. I mean, but I just. I, I,
3: I agree to an extent, and then, and then, the, what I would say, I, I would say uh, it's not um, prudent. I, I just don't think there's any way I, I get to the point where I say uh, legalize everything. The reason why I am where I am with pot is mostly. I always go back to alcohol because um, I, I, I'm going to make a make a statement here. In my life, in years and years and years and years ago, I'm going to preface it with that. I have smoked marijuana and I have outside, drank alcohol outside so the statute, I
0: I, statute of limitations, uh, right?
3: Yeah, statute of limitations is up, so it's too late.
0: Um,
3: but but I know the effects of of both, and I do know. I don't see being high and drunk and, and on marijuana as being that uh, different. Um, no, being on. I don't
0: know. Oh, we're losing you. Difference. I, you broke I think up. There's so Re-
3: much of a difference. Can you say, say that yeah, again? Yep, your shoot.
0: your phone broke up. Just a minute. Say that again. You broke your phone broke up for a second there.
3: I said, I don't think there's that big of a difference between weed uh, and, and alcohol in terms of what it does to you uh, cognitively and, and physically.
2: Okay. But
3: if you're going to... And so I think we just need to take out... I, I think what needs here's what needs to happen. Weed needs to be taken out of the same category. It's, I, I, what is it call A schedule something drug. is right. in the same category as heroin and crack and, and all these other drugs. Uh, I think in order for us to get anywhere in this debate, to take those out of it and just focus on this one thing, and, and like you said, have an honest Howard's dialogue
1: about it. Let me ask you, but but in having an honest dialogue, I mean, and I'm not disputing because I haven't been high, so I can't say. But you know, when you today, talk about you the haven't difference been high
0: of, today, <laughs> today,
1: when I talk, when you talk about the difference of alcohol and weed, though, I mean, most a lot of people like me, I don't get drunk. I have a, I'll have a glass of wine. I'll have two glasses of wine. Over the course of a night, that's completely different than smoking pot. You smoke pot to get high. So, be, I mean, there, yes, yes, I think being high and being drunk are the same thing. But, but part of the problem I have with the way that that pro pot people talk about alcohol, I agree, alcohol can be way more damaging. But a lot of people don't use alcohol in the same way. You smoke pot to get high. You don't smoke pot just you know because well, you want. A to lot have, of people,
3: a lot of people drink alcohol to get drunk, and a lot of people are alcoholics. So you right, have but to, you can use alcohol
1: he, without getting drunk. Can you use pot sure. without getting high?
3: Um, you can't use pot without getting high, but you can uh, be moderate in your pot usage to not be. But you're still high. Super That's high. Point. But, still, but okay, you're still but high. It, but to use your um, to use your uh, to be ideologically consistent and use your your logic, you would have to say, um, I only agree with um, alcohol being legal if you drink less than, say, four drinks. Right, that's well, no, because that's what it was. Well, no, because because here's the This is why I hate no, drunkenness is our,
1: because it's irrelevant. Dr- I, I think right. it's completely irrelevant. In this fact, we already have alcohol. The problems are already there. And I said this on the, on the last episode of the show. When we now add marijuana in, if we were to legalize it, we are adding a whole new dynamic and a whole new problem that isn't there right now. That we're going to insert into the already problematic but it mess is we there, have.
3: But it is. There
1: but and, but it's not legal, is, and we know that when we legalize it, consumption so,
3: goes up. It's, weed is just as accessible. And why do we alcohol? need to legalize it? So that I'm we not ju- saying, don't I'm have. Just saying that's no, I know, I I know what you're saying, but the reason why I think why we need either not to legalize it, but to at least reform it, is like I said, so we don't have uh, joint smokers, uh, you know, like some of my buddies from college sitting in in jail with with rapists and killers. Um, b- keeping people out of, of the prison system and not getting them into this uh, what can become a vicious cycle ruining their careers, I don't with you, their no. lives, I don't stuff like that
1: Yeah, and I'm with you on that I'm with you on that I hate the alcohol argument though because I think we already have a huge problem with alcohol And we're just going to add an, an even bigger problem If we fully legalize Like like not, not what you're talking about But if anyway I won't be a broken record Let me stop
3: <laughs> Billy can't help himself I just think I just think the same way people control themselves um, with alcohol. uh, People, some people are going to abuse it. Some people won't. I just don't think I just don't think that legalizing it adds any new problems. I think we have the same problems that we have with weed. uh, With some people being irresponsible. But now I
1: have to stop you because if you do legalize it, you know that consumption goes way up. Every every Absolutely. every estimate, Colorado consumption is way up. And any time consumption goes up, problems are going to go up too. More more people are going to be using it as a gateway, so so the issues increase. That's my point. So that's well, that's the, that's the, the question other
3: issue would be, but the question would be: Is there evidence of that? Um, and I don't know the actual numbers in Colorado, but if there is an increase in consumption. Yeah. Is there evidence of uh, of increased problems? And if there is, that's I think Colorado will be a great um, uh, case study. Even though I think that they're poisoning the well by allowing people to smoke in public, I think that was a dumb thing to have. I think you should have to be uh, just like you do with alcohol have to be you know inside an establishment or in your own home. Um, but it will be interesting to see if there is a big increase in problems in crime in in. Uh, you know, driving incidents, stuff like that.
1: I'll be, yeah, I'll be more interested to see what what unemployment and um, and and other things like that look like in the next few years. That's gonna those are gonna be the metrics I'm interested to see. and so we'll see, maybe I'm wrong. Well,
3: I'm, I'm totally thats I totally want to see the numbers. You know, I don't act like I have this all figured out. <laughs> I, I'd like to see what happens, but I just my my takeaway thing here is, again, I just want to keep more people out of jail, save more careers. Try to save money. We spend so much money on on housing these people in prison uh, that the the money that could be saved is just mind-boggling.
0: So I I find it interesting that one of your reasons, and you mentioned it earlier, that you got college buddies are people losing their you know losing their jobs and it's like you want to save careers. How about just encourage people to not engage in bad behavior to save their careers? That's
3: preferable. That's preferable. But to some people, here's what I always try to understand. And this is where I like I, I might even sound like a liberal. I try to understand that my values are not everybody's values. To some people, to some people, smoking weed is not a uh, nefarious or uh, a bad behavior. It's just something they do for recreation. It's no you know, they see it just as like you come home, you crack open a beer and, and you do that. That's how they see it. So I have to understand that. No, you crack, you know, you crack open I have,
1: like five or six beers because if you're so going to whatever, pot, even if that's what they do right.
3: and they don't, <laughs> gotta, they don't yeah. consider, their values don't say that that's, you know, that that's a terrible thing because they maybe they're not, they don't have, you know, they're not faith-based. Uh, they don't have, you know, that type of thing uh, guiding their lives. I have to understand and say, hey, I can't put, I can't say, hey, this is you're doing something unethical because I feel this way. Because to them, I know people feel like they're not doing anything wrong. There's nothing. And I know you'd say,
1: I mean, listen, I know you'd say the same thing about people who want to ban guns, right? You know, it's just their values. Uh, you know what?
3: I, I do say that, and I do. And anti-gun friends that I do have, uh, I I do people. understand that as passionate <laughs> as I am about guns, they're just as passionate against guns. That's because you're, you're a good guy, Howarton.
0: You're a good guy. But you have the Bill of Rights backing you up on your on your gun stance. I mean, the Second Amendment is right there explicitly protecting it, your right to have a firearm as an American. Correct. I mean, there's not an explicit... Now, people can argue, you know, Fourth Amendment... The 11th Amendment says do not amendment, smoke All weed. these other things about privacy <laughs> and whatever else, but, you know, if it's not explicitly outlawed, then it's then it's allowed or whatever. I get it, but... I mean, there's an explicit... There's a big difference between the gun thing and the drug thing. You know, Billy's an idiot sure. for even bringing yeah. it up. Just mock him.
2: I agree. I agree. So the, I the,
3: agree found, the founders had <laughs> class, people. They had class.
1: All right. Well, actually, we have, to, we, we we have had such a long conversation with you, Howard, no, that we, we, we now actually on. have to move into our expert conversation on weed.
0: <laughs> Obviously. We're having a debate. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Pothead. All right, guys. All, All right. right. Talk to you later.
2: <laughs>
0: Bye-bye. <Yeah. laughs> well you know I think we should talk about
1: one story here
0: well you know what it's uh, we're supposed to start that interview in like four minutes well whatever and then why don't we (laughs) we'll do the interview and then we can come back and talk about another story or two how about that
1: that sounds wonderful Chris Um, (laughs) I don't totally disagree with Howard I I don't Um, I think he's wrong on some points you know because they again you when you when you say that weed and alcohol are the same thing, not. you know you you they're kind not. of miss the mark a little bit. They're
0: they're not. They're not they're not the same thing. And it's right. I mean the people who say alcohol today and pot today are the same thing have some of the similar. Anyway, I'm not even gonna. You know what? I'm not even gonna go there. I'm just gonna leave it where it is. What I did like, I did like his take on okay, let's not legalize it, but let's make it more of a citation issue rather than. You know, throwing people in jail for I can I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I could get on board with that. I don't I don't have a problem though with telling people. You know what? Instead of me protecting your bad behavior, protecting your job by excusing your bad behavior and making your bad behavior legal or uh, uh, presumably not bad, why don't you change your behavior? You know, but right, right. That's a debate for some you know religious churchy Christian show, not for here. So you'll tell you what, that was a long segment. Let's take a break and we we'll, then we'll come back and we'll have the interview. And then after the interview and I, you know, I can talk about a couple other. Things is that okay with you. That's wonderful. Okay. We will. God, I, just, I just, I, the only way I can imagine dealing with you on a regular basis is actually to start toking up, you know what, you know, here's okay. And I was gonna say, I live in Washington. That's another thing that I found interesting. Everybody talks about Colorado. Washington was leading this fight before call Now, Washington, Colorado passed it at the same time, but I live in Washington state and pot's legal. It's, it's a very similar thing to Colorado as here. Oh yeah.
1: You know, I always forget about Washington in general. I mean, <laughs> that it's even there.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. The church boys. Back to the, back to the church boys. All right, so like we promised, we have a uh, very special event for you. We were going to have this be a debate, but we were having some stupid technical difficulties, and it's all my fault. You can blame me. Send the hate hate mail to Billy Hallowell, though, uh, because I really don't want to, really don't care or want to hear your words of uh, ridicule. Uh, I get enough of it from Billy. So, anyway, first up, we're going to have a guy named Morgan Fox. He's a communications manager from the Marijuana Policy Project and they'll be followed by Dave Evans, special advisor for Drug-Free America Foundation. Uh, like I said, these guys were going to come on and debate. They were gracious enough to uh, put up with our silliness uh, and our technical problems. And so instead of having a debate, we had a, a good uh, about 40 minutes of interview with these two guys. So uh hope you enjoy. Thanks a lot. It's the Church Boys,
1: and we are here with Morgan Fox, Communication Manager for Marijuana Policy Project. How you doing today, Morgan?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, thanks for coming on. So we've been talking a lot on, on our show, and I know a lot of people throughout the country have been talking about marijuana legalization. And we specifically know that there are certain states now in this country where um, it, it is completely legal and 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 fine for people to be smoking marijuana, which is a huge change from the decades-old policy that the federal government in most states have had. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, before we sort of dive into the discussion a little deeper, what you guys are doing over at the the Marijuana Policy Project?
4: Well, we're the nation's largest marijuana policy reform nonprofit, and we focus primarily on state-level lobbying and ballot initiatives as well as federal lobbying uh, with the ultimate goal of uh, making marijuana legal for adults and regulated like alcohol.
1: So I guess, you know, let me just, I'm going to throw the question out there because I know you've you've answered this before, and I know you guys are posed with this question quite a bit, but why do you guys support legalization? What's What's the mindset behind it?
4: Well, the bottom line is that prohibition is a disastrous failure. Uh, it causes far more harm than marijuana use to both the consumer and society, uh, as well as uh, you know being uh, morally unjustifiable. Uh, marijuana is objectively safer than alcohol, and there's no reason that we should be putting responsible adults in jail for using it.
0: You said that it has more detriment to society, or more it hurts society more, to keep it illegal than it is to legalize it. What's, your, uh, what's the basis for that argument?
4: Uh, well, settling somebody with a criminal record is going to uh, make them a less productive member of society. Uh, it hurts their families, it hurts them individually, uh, and we spend tremendous amounts of resources chasing down and arresting and prosecuting people for using something that's safer than alcohol. Uh, in the meantime, by keeping this product illegal, uh, we're not actually stopping anybody from using it. So all the money in that market goes straight into the hands of criminals instead of licensed regulated businesses that governments have oversight over and control of.
0: So go ahead, Billy. No, 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 you go, you go ahead, Chris. (laughs) So I guess I, I, so the way to make it to cut down on crime is just to make something legal rather than saying don't engage in the crime.
4: Uh, When it comes to marijuana, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this is a consensual behavior, and the market is already there. People enjoy using this product, uh, so if we regulate it and control it, we'll actually be able to uh, deal with any of the repercussions from uh, marijuana use a lot better than by pushing it into the shadows and enriching the criminals that deal in that area.
2: So,
1: I mean, let me ask because I and, and I have I actually do think it's a really interesting argument, and you know what happens to these these drug dealers and these criminals once. Um, that happened. So let's say let's say marijuana was completely legal across the country and and every state was allowing it. The federal government was allowing it. You know, what would happen with these criminals? Would they just go away? I mean, has there been thought that's sort of gone into that? Is there a new drug that fills the void of marijuana? Where Have you guys looked at that at all and and what do you think about that?
4: Well, you're obviously never going to completely eliminate organized crime, especially on that scale. uh... they will find other ways to make money, but those ways might not be nearly as lucrative. And you know, when you look at the case of Colorado last year in uh, there were seven hundred million dollars in marijuana sales uh, that's seven hundred million dollars that's not going into the hands of cartels to buy bullets or grenades or to bribe politicians. you know they might not wipe them out, but at least it hamstrings them a little bit. Um, you know and when it looks uh, when you look at them moving into other drug markets, uh, there's really limited expansion opportunities there
1: yeah, no, no for for sure i mean that that does that does make sense. I mean. What about? I mean, a lot of people are concerned about young people. What is? What message does it send to young people? Um, You know, and what do you guys think about that? Have you Have you looked at that? What's your response to the fears over sort of legalizing and sending a message that that it's something that's morally okay to do?
4: Well I think that the uh, the biggest message that we're sending right now is that uh it's better to arrest you and put you in jail for doing something that's safer than a totally legal behavior uh, instead of educating you about the relative harms associated with all drugs from a science-based perspective. Um, you know when you look at uh you know marijuana and uh teen use, you know unfortunately there is teen use right now, but what we're doing now isn't doing anything to stop that. Uh by marijuana being illegal, there's absolutely no sort of checks on the businesses or the people that are distributing it. Um, you know when you put the product behind the counter and check for IDs it becomes much more difficult to get I mean I know in high school it was a lot harder for me to get beer than it was for me to get marijuana uh, you know um, another thing is that by forcing uh, marijuana consumers as teens to go to uh, you know uh, drug dealers and by giving them access to this uh, you're creating a situation where they're much more likely to be exposed to harder drugs
0: so what
1: well, like when things are laced and, th- and things like that is that what you mean
4: uh well not only that but drug dealers have an incentive to uh they have access to other drugs like uh you know cocaine or uh heroin and they have a profit incentive to try to expose their customers to that uh by removing marijuana from that market uh then people who are in search of marijuana don't have to be exposed to that market regardless of age and uh you know we won't have the situation where drug dealers are trying to target teens specifically in order to uh, have them sell marijuana to their uh, uh their classmates uh, it just becomes a much more regulated system, and it removes it from an entire other market uh, where there's a lot of danger involved, both in terms of criminal activity and access to harder drugs.
0: So you you you'd shy away from it. you'd say get make it legal. I mean, as far as the kids go, make it legal so that drug dealers aren't targeting kids, and instead legal drug dealers are targeting kids. Is that right?
4: No, absolutely not. You know, marijuana should not be legal for kids, but there should be uh, you know not an arrest-based procedure for it. There okay. should come with uh, you know, mandatory drug education or something along those lines.
0: Now, what about um, we just had somebody on who talked about he doesn't want to make it legal, but have it be more like a citation kind of thing rather than you're not serving jail time. There's no prison record. It's all this kind of stuff. It's more of a citation-based. Is, uh, is that ever would that ever be a happy medium kind of ground for for your organization?
4: It's certainly nothing we would settle for. It's just a step in the right direction. Okay. The problem with that sort of a model is that it's still punishing this behavior that's safer than a legal substance, and it's also keeping the market in the hands of criminals.
0: Okay, so let me, let me ask let me you. Ask, can I ask him one more question? On I had a, a couple more, Billy. Is that okay? Sure. All yeah, right. absolutely. Um, I was gonna ask. Uh, I, where I'm can stand, tend to be more sympathetic on the drug issue. And listen, I uh, do I care one way or the other. Yeah, I guess I do, but. On a federalism issue, I mean, ending the federal war on drugs and letting the states decide, is that—is your campaign about, you know what, we wipe out the federal you know, uh, criminality as far as drugs go and leave it to the states, or do you want it to wipe it out in the states too?
4: Uh, well, both. Okay. However, if some states' residents decide that making marijuana uh, legal is not the best policy for them, uh, they should have the ability to do so. There should be no federal interference in it whatsoever other than, you know, say the way that the federal government has certain controls over the alcohol industry and interstate uh, uh, transport. Okay. Uh, but, you know, like with alcohol, there were states that didn't allow liquor sales well into well, in decades past uh, the end of federal prohibition and you know those are uh, that's the right that those states have okay or at least that they should have um but we would continue working on making uh, marijuana regulated similarly to alcohol in states well after federal uh, prohibition is ended
0: so what kind of restrictions i mean i'm assuming you would have some sort of restrictions on marijuana right there's restrictions on alcohol and you keep using that as an, an example of something that's i guess equivalent and i can certainly understand and be sympathetic to that argument what kind of restrictions does your organization advocate for, uh, for marijuana 18 and 18 and over 21 and over what's your, uh, and, and and any other restrictions as far as smoking pot in public? You know, Cause you can't drink in public.
4: Well, we have, uh, our model legislation based, uh, you know, very similarly on an alcohol model, uh, where uh, adults 21 and over would be able to possess us certain amounts of marijuana, uh, usually very limited amounts between one and two ounces, uh, in their home, they would be able to uh, cultivate a very small number of plants. Um, you know, stores would be regulated and licensed by the state. Uh, there would be caps on the amount that you can buy and the way that it's advertised. Uh, and uh, you know, absolutely, public uh, you know consumption or public smoking would uh, not be legal. But uh, we tried to promote systems that would allow. Uh, Set up similar to the way bars are, where people can have uh, you know, private businesses where people can go to consume marijuana. Uh, that's not really a huge sticking point for us, uh, but primarily just making sure that it's legal to possess and to cultivate small amounts, and to make sure that the uh, industry is uh, heavily regulated and is, uh, you know, has a lot of oversight.
0: If it's something I have a right to do, and uh, you should, think should be illegal, which is fine. Uh, why? Why limit it to a small amount that I can have in my home? That's that makes it very dissimilar from alcohol because I can have, I can have twenty cases of beer and you know sixty-five fifths of vodka and whatever else I want in my house. But you would limit me to just a couple plants and a few ounces of pot.
4: Well, there's a lot of discussion about that among uh, you know uh, marijuana policy reform circles, and uh, really it just comes down to what people are used to. You know, this is something that uh, you know is still pretty new. And we don't necessarily want to scare people. Uh, at the same time, you know, even with alcohol, there are actual keg laws that prevent how much uh, prevent you from having uh, beyond a certain amount of alcohol. Uh, several states have uh, even stricter laws uh, related to you know how much liquor you're allowed to have in your home. Um, and you know, again, we're also in favor of restrictions on uh, you know processing marijuana at home using, uh, you know, you hear all these horror stories about, uh, you know, people blowing their houses up by trying to make uh, butane hash oil, and that's another sort of thing that should be regulated. You know, if you want to grow marijuana just like if you want to uh, brew beer in your home, that's fine on a limited scale, Uh, but if you try to sell it, then you have to have licensing and uh, whatnot to the state, Uh, but you're not allowed to set up a still in your house because it's a danger to your neighbors and to yourself. Uh, Same thing with limiting uh, home processing.
0: Why, 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 limit, why, why limit how many ounces I can have in my home?
4: Uh, well, I think a lot of people just think that it's a public safety issue, and a lot of other people think that uh, it's a way to make sure that uh, people aren't just starting up little cottage industries, and that people that are actually trying to be involved in the business of selling marijuana to responsible adults uh, actually have to get the licensing. You know, it's just one more barrier to try to prevent the illicit market from continuing post end of prohibition.
1: How do you respond to people who have concerns? I mean, I, I know you brought up alcohol, and I think we we all could agree that alcohol does cause, when it's abused, a lot of problems um in society. But how do you respond to fears over the fact that, you know, introducing another drug sort of opens a new can of worms, you know, in, in and I know that you've said it's already going on out there, but I have I have seen estimates of, you know, when you legalize consumption, at least for a time, does go up. So you are going to see more people doing it. How do, you, how do you respond to those concerns over just adding a whole new dynamic into the mix that uh, is going to be more prevalent and that is going to reach more young people, probably, at least the marketing of it?
4: Well, so far, we haven't really seen uh, an increase in teen use in Colorado and any of the other states that have made marijuana legal. Um, in fact, in, uh, in Colorado, we've seen a uh, statistically insignificant decrease uh, in uh, teen use since marijuana was made legal. Uh, But every study that's looked at uh, varying uh, punishments for uh, any drugs really show uh, a short initial spike and then a gradual decrease back down to current levels. That's why the argument that we're just adding another intoxicant into the mix and it's going to increase social problems uh, is a fallacy because we're not adding anything. It's already here. It's already being used by millions of Americans uh, every day. And the social costs of that to society are an eighth of what they are for alcohol. So we're already absorbing these social costs.
1: But but they're, but if let's say consumption does, we can't really know though, right? I mean, we can, both sides can sort of say, oh, it's going to be the end of the world or oh, it's not going to be a big deal. But, you know, and, and even looking at numbers of usage now, we, there really hasn't been enough time, right? I mean, in those states. So, I mean, would you agree that we really can't know the real impact at this point or do you think we can know?
4: Well, obviously you can't predict the future perfectly, but I think that we can extrapolate from the data that we have and the experience that we have so far that, you know, this is not going to greatly increase, uh, uh public health costs, uh, at all.
1: How do you guys respond to the gateway drug argument when it comes to marijuana?
4: Well, that has been disproven by every single study that's looked at it in the last 10 years. Uh, it's basically a logical fallacy, uh, equating correlation with causality. Uh, you know, if, uh, if that were actually the case, there would be a whole lot more heroin addicts in this country than there really are. Uh, if anything, as I was saying earlier, uh, marijuana being illegal is the gateway, because in order to get it, you have to go to a drug dealer, and drug dealers have an incentive to sell you harder, more dangerous, and addictive drugs.
1: But I mean, but there are a lot... I mean, if you were to ask any heroin addict, I would imagine they started with either alcohol or marijuana, many times marijuana,
4: no. I mean, I... I, I they started with breast milk, too. That's correlation, not but, causality.
1: But, well... Mm-hmm. Possibly, but I mean, if you're looking for a bigger, better high, right? I mean, that, I mean, that's always been the argument that people they use marijuana or they or they use alcohol and they get tired of it and they move on to a bigger, better high. You guys would totally deny that that's a possibility.
4: Absolutely, that's been just proven by every research that looked at it in the last ten years.
0: But well, I
1: mean, there are a lot of doctors who would disagree with I you. D- on I don't,
0: that. Know. and and a lot of people like me who have worked with hundreds of homeless and drug addled and drug addicted people. Who to a person all say it started with uh, with pot?
4: Just because they started using pot first does not mean that there was anything intrinsic about marijuana that made them want the, to do harder drugs. That's the point. You, of uh, As a professional dealing with this uh, sort of issue, you should realize that a lot of issues come into effect here, such as poverty and mental illness.
1: Oh, I don't deny I don't deny that, but I think to flatly say that there's no causation ever is is I don't I mean I'm not going to go and say that every person who's doing doing heroin started with marijuana, but I'm I'm also not going to say that. Marijuana doesn't lead to other things because I think alcohol leads to other things, too. But, you know, I we can we can agree to disagree <laughs> on that on that one, I think. Right. Well, that's the, the
4: a, science doesn't disagree. But the,
1: but the science doesn't totally agree with you either on this one. I mean, I could send you studies that say the opposite. I mean, and that's the that's the whole thing with this whole debate. I mean, <laughs> both sides have really compelling evidence. And, you know, I mean, Dr. Drew, for, for instance, who, you know, I've heard him talk about marijuana mm-hmm. addiction and he's not somebody who I think would fall on. And in fact, I've heard him say he doesn't think it should be. Um, criminalized, so I, I think you know it's it's interesting. And when you talk to addiction experts, they have many different ideas on it. I just don't think it's as closed case closed as you're saying it
4: is. So, well, I mean, by bringing it out of the shadows and out of the criminal market, we'll be able to study these effects a lot more easily.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, no, interesting it, but, point. And that's and I th- I think that's true. We can study it more easily. The problem become, becomes and Morgan, you got to understand th- this is Chris, and I'm, I, I'm much more. Um, I'm much more even kill When when Billy talks about this pot thing, he sees red. I mean he's it's and it's just Oh yeah, Morgan,
1: you and I are not on the same side, <laughs> him, but that's okay. I love I love I, this. I think I'm a report. I mean I'm a journalist, so I, I love think, hearing I the it, other side of it because I think it is interesting and you do make really compelling points. And, I'm, on that one I just don't agree.
0: <laughs> I think and and I'm not a journalist. And I don't you know pretend to be one. I'm just an idiot it happens to have a microphone and a mixing board, as Billy likes to point out, I like to say that. But I guess um Where do we, where do you guys draw the line after pot? I mean, as far as legalization, I mean, obviously yours is your organization is a legalized marijuana focused organization. You personally, and if you don't want to share your personal views because you're afraid to reflect on your employer, then, then fine. I mean, you obviously agree with your employer on this issue. Do you guys foresee, or do you foresee when you look at this industry or this cause of, of, I guess personal liberty or whatever else people want to call it. Do you see legalizing other things down the road or do you, or would you advocate drawing the line after uh, marijuana as far as legalization goes?
4: Well, I think that you have to treat any drug use issue uh, according to the relative harms caused by that substance, uh, which is why marijuana should obviously be legal because it uh, has so much fewer harms than, uh, than alcohol. Uh, You know, Regardless of what uh, you know, your opinions are about which drugs uh, should be legal and which ones aren't, uh, there are certainly many arguments in favor of moving uh, the issue of drugs uh, away from a criminal justice model and towards a public health model.
0: Okay. All right, well, you know, Morgan, I appreciate you being on, and uh, I know that you had to take some time out of your day, and we had some technical difficulties, and, and you suffered through all that. I really appreciate you uh, coming on. Is there a website you want to plug? Um while you're on, that we can you know link to when we write up this story.
4: Absolutely, it's just mpp.org, and we're available on Facebook and Twitter. And I want to really thank you guys. This was a great discussion. Hey,
0: thank you very appreciate much. We it. appreciate thank it, you, Morgan. Thank you for Coming on. All right, talk to you later. Have a good day. All right, bye bye.
1: Okay, so you guys, you know, we just heard from Morgan Fox, communication manager for the Marijuana Policy Project. And now uh, we have another very special guest, Dave Evans, from the Drug-Free America Foundation. How you doing, Dave? Wonderful. So we had Morgan on, and we talked with him, and now we're talking with you. And initially we were going to do this as a debate, um, but then it, it actually makes a lot of sense to talk individually with you guys because I think it gives us the chance to really hear your arguments. And um, you know, we had a chance to do that with Morgan, and now we want to do that with you. And we want to talk about you know why, from your perspective, uh, marijuana might not be the best thing uh, for us to to legalize. So I guess let me just let me just jump in and and ask you what your stance is on legalization, which we already know, but and why you hold that stance.
2: Well, I think um, I would like marijuana to remain illegal, um, and I think there should be criminal sanctions for its use. But that doesn't mean that I'm in favor of putting people in prison for smoking marijuana. Uh, I think that um, there are a lot of ways that uh, the criminal justice system can be used to help people. Uh, the, The biggest problem that we have with marijuana right now is the public perception that it is a benign substance. And it is no longer uh, benign. Uh, Perhaps it was back in the 1960s when I was in college. Um, But marijuana, the potency of marijuana has increased uh, uh, four or five fold. It is clearly addictive at this point. It's the number one drug that young people are in addiction treatment for in the United States. Um, it does not appear to be so dangerous because so few people still use it on a regular basis. There's maybe only 8 to 20 million people that use marijuana. Um, if we wound up having marijuana use equivalent to our alcohol and tobacco use, people would clearly see that this is a very dangerous uh, drug. Now, why do I say it's dangerous? Well, it combines the worst features of tobacco and Uh, And other uh, drugs Um, and alcohol, for example. It's got um, a psychoactive effect that it makes you high. Uh, It can cause, uh, for young people who use marijuana on a regular basis, a recent study came out showing that it can result in a permanent 8% or, excuse me, 8 point drop in their IQ. So it definitely can have a very negative impact on your brain. Uh, the American Psychiatric Association has come out against legalization because there is now very clear evidence that it leads to the onset of mental illness, particularly if young people use it. So it's, it's addictive. It's harmful to the human brain. Uh, and um, all the arguments for legalization, uh, you can poke holes in pretty uh, easily. Uh, So, uh, if people really understood the true nature of marijuana and looked at all the recent studies, uh, linking it up to birth defects, if you smoke marijuana when you're pregnant, uh, uh, there's several studies now showing a link with birth defects. testicular cancer in young people, uh, people with AIDS, Harvard Medical School, came out with a study showing that if you have HIV infection and you ingest marijuana in any form, not just smoking it, it moves the body closer or into Carposi's sarcoma, which is a fatal form of cancer that people with AIDS die from. So we have a situation where the marijuana advocates advocate the use of marijuana for people with AIDS. It may actually be killing them. Hmm. Uh, Let me ask you...
1: Yeah, I, I, I wanted to, you know, not to, not to jump in the middle here, but I wanted to ask, you know, I mean, there are, there are other things that are legal, right, that are not good for us. And, I mean, obviously, tobacco, um, but alcohol. And I know you probably hear the alcohol argument a lot. Alcohol causes a lot more problems than marijuana does, um, and it's legal. So, you know, how do you respond to that when people say to you, well, look, alcohol is legal, and you've got this other drug that really isn't as harmful mm-hmm. as alcohol, um, and it's legal. So, why, you know, why, or it's illegal. Why don't we just make it legal?
2: Well, you know, I've never understood that argument. Um, you know, the, the, the argument is basically we have something that's hurting us already, so why not let something else hurt us also? I, I, I think the reason for it is that um, uh, marijuana is very addictive. Um, with young people, it's more addictive than alcohol is. Uh, there is still a social uh, consensus um, Against uh, uh, marijuana, there is not the social acceptance of marijuana that we have with alcohol. Uh, Marijuana appears to be less dangerous because so few people use it. But if you look at the data, uh, you will see that marijuana is the number one drug that kids are in treatment for in the United States, more than alcohol, almost double alcohol. So it's twice as dangerous as alcohol in that aspect. If you look at emergency room visits for trauma, uh, majority of them are for alcohol, but marijuana comes out to about 40 percent. But yet, when you look at the number of people using alcohol compared with marijuana, marijuana uses are only about 10 percent. Um, so marijuana uh, uh, experiences in trauma should only be 10 percent, but yet it's about 40 percent. Hmm. So well, let we're me ask you more trauma, more problems with kids. You know, it's unlikely that a kid who uses alcohol in high school is going to wind up with an eight-point loss in their IQ uh, later on.
0: Isn't the uh, so
2: it's it's a very dangerous substance.
0: Isn't the arg- isn't the argument that alcohol is more socially acceptable than pot? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't the pro-pot side, drug legalization side, simply say, well, that's because alcohol has been legal in this country for you know for census founding, except for during that short time during Prohibition.
2: Uh, well, because it's legal, yeah, and, and more people have gotten to, uh, to use it because it's legal, and I think that also makes my argument that if it becomes legal, we're going to start seeing marijuana use equivalent to what we see with alcohol use, and we're already seeing that in Colorado. I mean, the percentage of uh, marijuana use among young people in Colorado where it's legal is going up tremendously. And it's funny because Morgan
1: said it's not Morgan said it's not. And in fact, he said it's gone up. That's not true. It was not. Right. So, I mean, this is the, and we were sort of getting to this in the, in the last interview, everybody, you know, both sides of the argument sort of have numbers to back up what they're saying. And my question to him was, do we just not have enough time to know yet? But you say, no, you say there is an increase.
2: Well, I think there is uh, certainly the data that I have, which comes from the state of Colorado, uh, and Washington, um, past year marijuana use among people over the age of 12 in the United States as a whole uh, went up 12.3%. Uh, Colorado went up 18.9%, and Washington 17.5%. Wow. Um, so past year marijuana use also, United States about 12%, Colorado 18.9%, uh, Washington 17.6%. So the can data I ask is you very a question. Clear? There's other data that, that shows that um, arrests for marijuana use in Denver public schools have gone up six percent since marijuana was legalized. Teen admissions to treatment uh, at uh, a major treatment network in Colorado have gone up 66 percent since legalization for teen marijuana use. Admissions to treatment sixty six percent. Well, this okay, so when you' clear. When you,
1: look at, when you look at national polls, like CBS did a poll in April and it found 53% want marijuana legal, 43% say not legal. Why do you think that there's been, I mean, and, and I've seen a lot of polls showing a little bit more on the majority side saying, let's legalize. Why do you think that is?
2: Well, I, I think that the reason for that is, first of all, as I start out saying, the public perception of marijuana is about 30 years old. People still see it as the Woodstock weed. You know, from 30, 40 years ago, it's a very different uh, drug today. Uh, it's a lot more potent. Um, and you have to remember there's been a huge public relations campaign by the marijuana legalizers. They made their money off medical marijuana and they've now plowed that into uh, paying for focus groups, slick advertising. Uh, you know, the legalization right now is really about the commercialization of marijuana. It's not just you know, the people in Colorado are having buyer's remorse right now. You know, they thought they were voting for people to have a joint in the privacy of their own home on a Saturday night. They did not anticipate, you know, advertising all over the place, advertising appealing to young people, advertisements with Santa Claus. There's even a pot store out there that uses, I think it's Big Bird and Cookie Monster. Uh, so they're seeing all this now, and they, they thought legalization was just you know, enjoying in the privacy of your home, but now they see that it's actually commercialization. I mean, we have employers in Colorado that are moving out of the state because they're having so much trouble getting employees that are not drug affected by marijuana. Uh, marijuana drug driving fatalities have gone up in Colorado. Emergency remissions for kids ingesting, you know, marijuana edibles uh, have gone up uh, tremendously over the past years. So, this is what we're seeing. And, uh, Keeping it illegal keeps uh, keeps that uh, at least somewhat under control, uh, and you know they claim that the state's going to get money out of this. But if you again look at the model of alcohol and tobacco, for every dollar that we collect in taxes, in I think for tobacco we lose about ten dollars in all the social costs, and that's what we're starting to see in Colorado. It also has not wiped out the black market. You know the argument is that we'll tax it and regulate it. Okay, let's think that through a little bit. When you regulate it and tax it, that means that it's sold in wholesale stores. So the owner of the store has to pay rent. Then he has to pay taxes on the marijuana. Okay, so what has happened is the black market still flourishes in Colorado because it's cheaper on the black market because you don't have those overhead costs. So it really hasn't reduced the black market very much. And uh, you're still having a big problem, and they did not get the income from it. That they thought they were going to get, and then you have to ask yourself, is it worth? I mean, Governor Christie from New Jersey has opposed legalization because he says it's blood money. We're making money off getting kids addicted. And what do you think these marijuana commercializers? Where do you think they're going to aim their advertising? They're going to go the same places that the alcohol and tobacco people did. They're going to aim it at young people. Remember Joe Camel cigarettes? Remember that? That wasn't aimed oh, yeah. at adults. That was aimed at kids. And they're doing it now in Colorado. I mean I've seen the advertisements out there yeah. and um you know, they're directly relating to kids. They're uh coming out with marijuana edibles, you know, gummy bears and things like that. I mean, that's not aimed at adults, it's aimed at kids because they know, just like alcohol and tobacco knows, that once you get kids hooked, you're gonna have lifetime customers.
0: So what about what and about So the public has
2: been basically hoodwinked? because there's been all this money that's come into the system to be able to come up with campaigns that are persuasive to the public.
0: What about, what about the, um, the very popular amongst our libertarian friends, personal liberty argument? Like if I'm doing this in the privacy of my home, I'm not hurting anybody else. How do you respond to that argument?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, we, we would have to expand this to maybe legalization of all drugs and, um, the the problem with legalization of drugs and legalization of marijuana is people just don't stay in their houses <laughs> when they're high on pot, okay? <laughs> they don't just sit there and get high for a couple hours and that's it. They go out and they drive, they commit offenses. I mean, in Colorado right now, actually uh the data that I have is that disorderly conduct offenses are up fifty one percent, drug violations are up twelve percent. Um and uh the arrests for uh, having marijuana in public in 2013, the Denver police issued 184 citations for public display of marijuana. Before legalization, 184. Nine months later, 2014, they issued 668 citations. Prior was 184, now it's 668. Yeah. So these people aren't just staying home, okay? right. they're going outside. And they're uh, creating problems. I've been a criminal defense attorney for about 40 years. Um, People just simply don't get arrested for small amounts of marijuana. They usually are engaged in some other activity that gives them, that calls them to the attention of the police, like drug driving. A lot of marijuana busts are people that get arrested for drug driving, and the cops search the car, or they smell marijuana, or they see marijuana in the ashtray and then they bust them for that. So what about... So now I want to contribute to a lot of criminal activity.
0: I guess the pro I would say, you know what, but there's the same argument about you have to pay for your transgressions when it comes to going outside or driving you know, when you've got alcohol. It's still a personal liberty thing. If I want to smoke it in my home and stay in my home, why shouldn't I be allowed to?
2: Well, because that's not what's happening, and that's the reality of it. And that's how it was sold. But you've got to remember, this is not about legalization of marijuana. It's about the commercialization of marijuana. Yeah. And that's not what's happening. It's not that people are just going to some little store and getting a little supply of marijuana and going home. It's the commercialization. It's the expansion of the market. That's what's driving this. It's not a personal liberty, it's driving this. It's money.
0: Yeah. It's, How would you it's, change it's, We're going to wind
2: up with big tobacco like we did with big tobacco. I mean, I start my talks in this by asking people, how many of you think big tobacco is looking out for your interests? Nobody raises their hand. How many people think big alcohol is looking out for your interests? Nobody raises their hand. Then I say, How many people think drug cartels are looking out for your interests? Nobody raises their hand. And then I say, How many think big marijuana is going to look out for your interests? Well, how would you and change the nobody,
1: penalties?
2: How would you change the penalties? Well, when it first comes of this? all, in most states that I'm aware of, the penalties for possession of small amounts of marijuana are very minimal. Uh, the, uh, usually it's a misdemeanor nobody does any jail time uh, they might get a fine they might get probation New Jersey has a very good program where they have what's called a conditional discharge if you're a kid you get caught with some pot uh, they put you on a kind of a quasi-probation for six months if you stay out of trouble and if they think you need treatment get some treatment they drop the charges I mean I'm not in favor of a kid getting a criminal record because he has a few joints uh, I'm not in favor of that at all um, what I'm in favor of is using the system to, you know, to, to intervene, to see if there's a problem in this kid's life that needs some, you know, the kid needs some help. I mean, something brought this kid to the attention of the police, and it's usually not that they're just walking down the street smoking a joint. I can't think of a time, and I used to be a public defender in Newark. I've seen it all. I can't think of a time that anybody ever got arrested for walking down the street smoking a joint. It's always they got arrested for a fight. They got arrested for a uh, domestic dispute. They got arrested for a gun. They got arrested for a robbery, a theft, some public disturbance, something like that and when they searched them, they found pot on them and they gave them a citation for marijuana also uh and that's what the data shows I mean there's very few people in prison for marijuana possession in the federal prisons. I think the average amount of marijuana you're in prison for is one hundred and fourteen pounds. That's not personal use that's you know, you're a major distributor. Um, so I, you know, how much does society want to tolerate of more addiction, more abuse, um, more kids failing out of school because of marijuana? Um, it doesn't make sense to me.
0: So can I let me let me follow? Um, let me ask you something else here. And I, Billy, uh, and as I as I told our previous guest, Billy sees red when we discuss this. I mean, he's very passionate on. You know keeping it illegal and that sort of thing and and i tend to agree with him however my my concern is how we have the debate and it seems to me like both sides if we're going to have regardless of where you fall on the debate you ought to be honest about it you ought to be honest about the facts that come out and one of my concerns based on the conversation we just had um with a previous guest is, listen, all of my examples of marijuana being a gateway drug are totally anecdotal. I can tell you I've worked, and as Billy has heard me say, who knows how many times, with hundreds of homeless and drug-addicted people, and to a person they'll all say marijuana is where I got started. Now,
2: Well, I mean, it's not a gateway. I mean, there's a lot of people who have used marijuana and never went on to other drugs. I mean, I'm not going to make the claim that if you smoke pot. You're going to become a heroin addict. That's ridiculous. Right. But right. I will tell you that all heroin addicts probably started by smoking pot. And so it is and, a gateway for uh, some people. If for some people, right? And you know, why do we why expand that gateway further? And we have a higher incidence of marijuana dependence among college uh, people than we do alcohol dependence. I mean, there's two studies now of uh, college freshmen entering college uh, that show a nine percent. Dependence rate on marijuana, alcohol in general throughout all ages is about seven percent. So there's something about, especially this highly potent marijuana of today, that's very addictive. And um, you know we, you know, why open up the floodgates? Why commercialize something that causes that much damage? We don't have to punish people for using marijuana. I mean, I'm in favor of you know intervening seeing if they need treatment, if they don't need treatment, okay? Maybe give them a fine, uh, and uh, do what what they do in New Jersey of conditional discharge and then let them go and in most most cases they're never going to come back. Can I ask you a question uh, that's though all you're somebody, need to do.
1: But if somebody says, and maybe you'll agree, our, our last guest said that there were no studies that every study had disproven that marijuana was a gateway drug. How do you respond oh, to that claim? That's complaint? ridiculous.
2: That's ridiculous. There's several studies that a uh, United States Congress did a 25-year survey of uh, studies showing that, um, that it is a gateway drug. I mean, that's... that's uh, well,
1: that, that's was my, that was my reaction, and I did... Listen, I mean, I've, been...
2: that show that, I mean I, I've represented... I represent several addiction treatment programs in my law practice, and they're full of young people with marijuana addiction. I mean, that's just ridiculous.
1: Well and it's fun. I mean I I was challenging to you on a few fronts in the beginning of this and I actually agree with you 100%. You know, I'm a reporter so I yeah. try not to have you know, I I try not to put my opinion too much, but in this show we do. We share our, our views. And I think there are legitimate things to criticize on both sides, but I mean the claim that there that every study has been disproven. I do I think like you said, do I think everybody who smokes pots is going to go onto harder drugs? No, but a, a lot of people do. You know, some people do. And it is a gateway for some people just like alcohol is for some people, but I would argue a high is a little different. Um, I mean, one of the other things that I think is interesting, I'd love to well, hear your well, thoughts. One other,
2: between, one other difference between marijuana and alcohol is not everybody who uses alcohol gets high. Right. Somebody can have a drink and not get high, but if you're going to smoke pot, you're going to get high. I mean, you can use alcohol socially without getting intoxicated. You can't do that with marijuana.
1: That was what you're I was gonna just going to ask you. you
2: <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Perfect. Well, Chris, do you have any other questions?
0: Uh, I don't. I'm just. I'm sitting here and enjoying listening to Dave speak, and I, I. It's it's nice to have somebody smarter than me, which is not hard, uh, on the air explaining. You know, kind of well, where where I stand. So I appreciate Dave. You I, I'm
2: listen. not smarter, but I I will tell you that it's just based on what I've seen and my practical observations, and you know w- w- we all know what a pothead is. And just think about that. Do we want our yeah. culture full of these guys? I mean, I debate them all the time, and They lose control. They get personal. Um, They've got all kinds of problems. If you challenge them, they get angry. I mean, the guy from uh, Marijuana Policy Project is, you know, probably a highly paid, slick professional in giving out his talk. I'm just a volunteer. I'm a dad. I'm a volunteer. But I can tell you what I've seen. And what I'm seeing in Colorado and Washington right now is not good. Yeah. And what, you know, we've seen, uh, I mean, the the, the New England... um, you know, Great Britain uh, decriminalized marijuana, and they've recriminalized it because they had so many problems with it. The same thing with the Netherlands. Hmm. The Netherlands uh, backed off on sanctions against marijuana several years ago. The reason they did that is because nobody was smoking pot in the Netherlands. They only had about a 5% use among young people. Now their marijuana use approaches that of the United States. Wow. They've now recriminalized it. Okay? High-potency marijuana, they've now put back in the category of heroin and cocaine. Now we're going the other way. We're going towards opening up the door to marijuana. The countries that have tried it already are saying, "Whoop, wait a minute, big mistake. Sorry, we did that one." Um, but you know, the problem here, and, and what I would ask your listeners to be aware of, is that there is a lot of money here. This is about money. It's about commercialization, and it's about making the taxpayers pick up the tab, just like happened with tobacco. Big tobacco made their profits. People got cancer, they got heart disease, and the public wound up paying for all that. tobacco companies raked in the profits, and and it was many many years before they were made to pay for what they did, and they still haven't you know paid fully for what they did. Hmm. And they knew at the time, uh, testified before Congress that marijuana that alcohol, that tobacco was not addictive. I've seen them testimo them testifying to that effect. They lied. The marijuana people are doing the same thing. Wow. So, just see them as another big tobacco coming. Do you want that? Do you want pot stores in your neighborhood? Do you want marijuana advertisements in your newspapers where your kids can see them? Do you want your kids believing that marijuana is harmless and is a medicine, and then you have to deal with that kid 5, 10, 20 years later when the kid is unemployable, can't form relationships, has a mental illness, or some other sickness because of it? Um, I don't want that for my kids.
0: Wow. Well, and.
2: you know, this is what's going to happen if marijuana becomes commercialized.
0: Well, Dave, thank you very much. For, thank you very much for your time.
2: I'm, I'm, this is an important issue, and um, I'm glad that you're listening to both sides. That's uh, great.
0: And, th- and thank you for putting up with our technical difficulties that we had earlier. We really appreciate your but patience. No problem. Anytime.
2: I, right. I'm I'm very happy that you're bringing this to your to your listeners.
0: Great. Thanks a Thanks lot. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. Oh, wait, wait, Dave. Sure. Yeah. Hey, is there a website you wanted to plug real quick?
2: Uh, yeah, Drug Free America Foundation is uh, DFAF.org. Uh DFAF.org. And then there's also uh, smart approaches to marijuana. And you would find that on the internet at Learn About Sam. That's all one word. Learn about Sam. I think it's dot org or .com. Learn about Sam. They've got excellent information about marijuana and legalization and why it shouldn't be legalized and so forth. Right. And those are two very, very good organizations.
0: All right. Well, thanks and a lot. And I
2: encourage your listeners to get involved. You know, Get in there and fight for your kids. All fight right. for your kids' brains. That's what you're really yeah. fighting for.
0: All right. Well, thanks a lot, Thanks Dave. a lot. We appreciate it. Sure. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. So there you have it. You've got both sides, and we will let uh, you make your decision on uh on what's the right thing to do. We will take a break and be right back. Church
2: back to the God, God church
0: boys. That's right, we're back. So we had intended actually to really get into a whole bunch of other issues, but those two interviews that we conducted uh actually went long and we actually recorded this whole thing live, which is weird for us. We usually record those interviews and segments and then bring them back. We actually record the whole thing live. And so we're going to go ahead and make this our last segment. Cause Billy's got to pick up his kid and I got a thousand other things to do. None of them worthwhile, but um, we're going to go ahead and probably just go ahead and close it up. And this will just be the weed issue uh, of the weed episode, right? There was so much marijuana talk. My head is spinning. <laughs>
1: um, I only almost lost it once, so that's with, an improvement. With, Mor- with Morgan, I could see you
0: starting to sting. Just well, a little bit.
1: I mean, listen, I'm open to people on both sides saying they have statistics to back up what they're saying. I think Morgan's great, and I think he yes, did a great job. But it. the claim that every study disproves that you know, marijuana is a gateway drug is not true. Yeah, so no, I, it wasn't. you looked you know. like
0: you were about to explode on Skype. I mean, <laughs> your eyes got <laughs> huge. You're like,
1: Aah! but no, I I thought Morgan made some real. Really, really good points. And I'm saying that as somebody who doesn't, you know, Absolutely. who doesn't agree with him.
0: Absolutely. I, I I think both of our guests were great. And like I said, I am sorry we sound like we're rushed, but you know, we got a schedule to keep as well and and uh that went long, but you know what, we got the weed issue. So Billy, did you want to tease them with perhaps maybe we'll do an extra show this week?
1: Yeah, so I think next week there are gonna be two church boys episodes, so you better brace yourself for I, that drama. Now
0: does anybody think that Billy might be lying?
1: I am not My lying. Up. My this hand is, is up. You know, just like when I say I'm going to sleep on Twitter at night and I keep <laughs> tweeting, this is probably the same <laughs> yeah, thing.
0: Pedro. Pedro called you out on that.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, right. Pedro always calls me out on uh, that. No, Pedro, you need it because no one else keeps you accountable. Lord knows your wife can't handle you. All right. Uh, don't, don't project. <laughs> Any advice for the peeps out there, Billy?
1: Smoke your doobies. Oh, I mean, read your Bible. <laughs>
0: and don't and, don't and, and the blaze will talk to you later <laughs> bye bye